Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Zen Up, a podcast produced by Sunbury Press's Book Speak Network. And you are on episode 11. I'm your host, Susan Kiskis. In the show, we bring two worlds together, wellness and spirituality. From yoga to Buddhism, healthy eating to turning dreams into a reality, listeners will find themselves on a journey into their own virtual spiritual pilgrimage. If you want to continue the conversation after the show, visit my Facebook page, Yogic Living with Susan, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at susankisskiss.com. My guest today is nutritional therapy practitioner, Taylor Dietrich. Taylor is the founder of Aero Nutritional Therapy, where she works with clients one-on-one. She is passionate about helping others improve digestive health, prioritize stress relief, and create a positive relationship with food. You can find Taylor speaking at workshops, spreading the message of sustainable nutrition, we're speaking with athletic organizations on the importance of food as fuel. Taylor, welcome to Zen Up. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here today. This is uh, clearly a topic that um, I'm very passionate about, and I'm so delighted to have you because I know that your passion for healthy living and eating is um, equal or above mine. So I'm uh, grateful for your time today. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm excited to be here and talk about stuff. I thought we would start with your own journey. Um, so you became a nutritional therapy practitioner about a year or two ago, and I was wondering if you could just share with our listeners today about how not only you made the decision to start studying more about um, healthy eating and healthy living, but um, also like when in your life did you kind of have that trigger moment of um, you know really making uh, the choices to eat healthy maybe it was a lifelong decision that you were kind of brought up that way. But if you don't mind sharing, I would appreciate that. Yeah, sure. Um, Actually, it was quite the opposite. I was raised on pizza rolls and Lunchables and, you know, all the quick foods. (laughs) Um, We did have homemade (laughs) meals a lot, but, you know, I was always at sports and practice, um, so we need a lot of quick things on the go. Um, So it actually wasn't until my um, summer after my freshman year of college um, I played field hockey at a Division One school, and so um, after that first year, I kind of realized, okay, I need to, like, amp up my eating and get a bit healthier so I can be as strong and fast and, you know, as best I can be for this sport. Um, and I, you know, went back that summer, and I just started researching and changing my food um, and just kind of eating a little bit more balanced than I was before and really taking care of myself. Um, and so that's where I kind of first dived into the whole healthy living nutrition world um and from there I think over the next couple of years while I was still in school I just really kind of struggled to understand you know what diet to go for and what would work for me and you know I was hearing all of these outside voices of you know don't eat this you should eat that um you shouldn't eat meat you should eat meat um don't eat carbs you don't need carbs (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know all of the crazy kind of sometimes myths that come out of nutrition and you know reading magazines and social media and so I became super confused about you know what was healthy what did I what did I need for myself Um, and so after college I actually went abroad I was living in Northern Ireland for about six months Um, my best friend's family was super awesome they um, had me come stay with them I got to play field hockey again And um, I was meant to actually go into an advertising agency um, internship there. Um, And I had kind of done some sales um, internships when I was in school. And so that was kind of the path I was on. I majored in leadership studies, which is, you know, a little different than nutrition, but (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) And um, I just found myself, I didn't really want to do sales. I didn't want to, you know, get people to buy things. Um, I didn't 
really care for the advertising thing. I thought I would have liked it. Um, but what actually happened is that didn't really work out. It was really hard to get a work visa while I was there. So I kind of just spent six months, you know, playing field hockey, traveling and figuring out my next steps. And I knew I wanted to get back into nutrition. Um, but I just wasn't sure which program I wanted. Um, I didn't want to spend too much time on the program. I didn't want to spend a lot more money. I had just come out of school. Um, and I just wanted something that was a little bit more holistic as well. Um, so I stumbled upon the Nutritional Therapy Association, and I really believed in their what they stood for, and I loved their curriculum. Um, and so I actually started that program uh, February of 2017, right after I moved home from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And then I know that, like you in particular, when it comes to the healthy lifestyle, you're very passionate about food in general. Um, and I thought what we yes. can do today is just talk about a little overarching. See, living is such a broad topic, and we could talk about this for hours and not even scratch the surface. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought for a lot of our listeners who, you know, who um, are, you know, they identify healthy living with like fad diets. We can kind of mm-hmm. maybe give them a broad overall, like um, share with them a broad overall description of what healthy living is and maybe talk a little bit about yeah. like how it's a very, like you're talking about a very holistic um, process. It's not just food. Yeah. And I, I want to um, go into that too of what healthy living isn't <laughs> because I think oh, a lot of people, um, especially me in college, I was super restrictive with what I was eating um, to the point where it became an eating disorder. Um, I was always fearful of certain foods and I thought, okay, I'm following what everyone's telling me and I'm doing the right things in quotes, the right thing. <laughs> um, and I thought I was healthy and you know, my, my roommates and my teammates can probably tell me like, Taylor, we knew like that wasn't really the best for you, but, um, you know, they're not gonna <laughs> sit me down, you know, my senior year of college. But, um, so I think it's, I think healthy living, uh, what it should be is taking care of yourself um, and actually putting time for yourself and making sure that all aspects of your life are, you know, in good order and that you're putting yourself first almost, um, especially with your energy, your time, um, the energy that you bring in from other people and other outside sources. Um, And so for it to be holistic, I just think of all the different aspects of your life other than food. So are you sleeping well? Um, are you lowering your stress? Do you have good relationships? How is your spirituality? Um, kind of all the things that make up a person. Um, I think those all need to be kind of in good order in terms to have, you know, a healthy life. And I think health is, you know, somebody's, there's so many different definitions these days. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I think it's very personal into what, you know, makes you your best, makes you feel your best and live your best life. Go ahead and dive into what nutrition is not and what healthy living is not. Um, definitely listening to other people when they don't have (laughs) credentials and are just telling you what you should and shouldn't eat without knowing you. Um, (laughs) Definitely, you know, restrictive eating, um, not enjoying life. I know there were so many times where I, like, I would go to a restaurant and I just wouldn't order something that I was really craving because it either had too much fat, you know, when we were in that whole low-fat era (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. that we're kind of coming out of now. Um, but just it's, I think it's taking any outside voice other than a voice that you have come for. Um, and even then, even if you've asked for help from somebody to be very cautious of what they're telling you, um, and just making decisions and taking time to listen to what your body is telling you. That's a huge thing. I have my clients work on, we work on hunger and fullness cues, um, finding foods that make them feel their best, feel energized and focused. Um, finding stress relief um, activities that make them feel great. And they kind of vary depending on the client. Um, So Mm -hmm. I really think it's, you know, not listening to the outside people as often as we listen to ourselves. I love that. I absolutely love that. Now it's really funny is uh, so um, my husband, actually both of his parents are family physicians and, and um, he grew up, so he grew up in, you know, having medical um, field around him 
but he refuses to like listen to his body. It's really funny. So, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I hurt. Well, where do you hurt? I don't know, somewhere here, <laughs> you know? And so we talk about food a lot. And so, you know, I know, and it's very interesting because we'll be eating something and I'm kind of like, okay, I'm done now. I'm full. And he just looks at me. He's like, what do you mean you're full? I'm like, going, no, I feel full. I just, I don't want anymore. And he's like, he goes, but it tastes so good. Why don't you just keep on eating it, you know? <laughs> and so we'll have these conversations about, like, so for him, listening to his body means this is yum. I'm pushing past that feeling of fullness. He doesn't even know what that yeah. feeling of full feels like anymore. And so he's, he's someone that will go to the gym every day just so he can eat, you know, and he will freely admit oh that God, yeah. to anybody. And so it's very interesting because the one thing I want to – to bring up is that there are what we believe to be easy sensations like the craving of sugar, right? Or this, this yeah. taste says naturally I want more. But that's actually, that's different than listening to your body, which is actually what you're talking about, you know? So yeah. we can feel tired and we can ignore that tired feeling and chug lots of like soda or coffee or like Red Bull. And then, you know, we don't think, you know, we, we were like, no, I'm actually fine now. We actually missed the opportunity to really listen to our body and honor that. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you can address that a little bit. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot lately, especially in the fitness um, space on, you know, social media and even with people I know, um, the whole being tired but not listening to your body and pushing past that and getting a workout in or, you know, doing something that, uh, like, I don't really feel like doing this, but I did, and I feel better. You know, I wonder how many times the people who push through that are actually feeling better. (laughs) Um, And it makes kind of a a culture and a norm where people who are tired or who don't have the energy to do something and don't really feel like it and should sleep in that extra hour, when they see other people doing this and pushing past and making it seem like it's okay, then – it kind of makes it okay for them to do it. And they're like, okay, well, if this person can get up at 5.30, you know, why am I not getting up at 5.30? Um, mm-hmm. And it's just pushing past, like, your limits. And then if you do that over time, your body can really go through some stress um, and then get some dysregulation going on in all of the systems in the body. So um, that is definitely something that I think is becoming more of the norm is kind of pushing past, especially in the fast-paced um, business culture that we live in, too. Um, you know, people are at their jobs, you know, 80 to 90 hours a week. And some people, they really love it. And some people, they hate it, but they just do it because, you know, it's what they're told. Like, you have to push and drive in order to be successful. Um, but I really quite think it's the opposite. And I'm so glad you actually brought that up, too, because that goes to a little bit about the mental and emotional health aspect. Um, it yeah. is you know, like you're talking about not listening to the fad diets, which we can address a little bit more in a moment, but when it comes to that, and it's way the fad diet of the mind. And so we're told that the perfect life is having, you know, um, X amount of kids and, you know, a perfectly mowed lawn mm-hmm. and having this house and a nice, you know, SUV or minivan with, you know, that you take in your kids to soccer practice. And some people find themselves not fitting into that mold or not feeling a sense of wholeness completeness and satisfaction when they do have that and I think that there is we forget about living authentically and that living authentically listening to what you need and want for your own mental and emotional state is part of healthy living could you address that a little bit more yeah I've noticed a trend with that as well where people kind of know what they want to do and they really would love to switch whatever job they have or go live in like a tiny hut somewhere rather than like some fifth floor walk up in the city. Um, But it's almost like they can't because people have this expectation of what they need to do, especially family. Um, I know, you know, family is obviously a really key component to um, feeling happy and community, but I think that's also a breeding ground for, um, you know, living your life a way that may not be the most authentic and not what you really want, but it's because it's what your family wants or what they kind of, you know, nonchalantly (laughs) tell you, oh, well, you should do this because this will happen or why aren't you doing this? Like you'll feel much better or you'll be more successful. And it's almost this pressure of like you don't want to let them down. You don't want to let your boss down. You don't want to let your significant other down. Um, And, again, I think it just comes back to doing what makes you happy and listening to yourself. Um, And I think that's just people just need to make themselves happy first before they can make others. 
Absolutely. My daughter, she's um, she's a senior at university in California, and she was just texting me yesterday that she recognizes that she's a people pleaser. And as someone mm-hmm. who's dealt with that for like, you know, for a lifetime too, um, you know, she was saying, well, how do you know when you're trying to do something for yourself or you're trying to do something to please someone else? Like it almost, that, that line gets completely yeah. blurred where you feel like you, you don't even know anymore whether, whether what's going to make you happy. Because a lot of times you say to someone, what's going to make you happy? And half the time they don't even know or they're not even aware if, that, if that's their answer anymore or if that's someone else's that's been entrained in, in, in yeah, them. I, I actually had a really great conversation with um, my friend yesterday. Um, we were getting coffee and we were kind of talking about this, you know, saying no to things and protecting your, your boundaries and your energy um, I had something that I committed to yesterday that, you know, looking back, I definitely should have just taken the day off, but I felt like I had to help because of, you know, if I didn't go, then maybe a couple of these games would have been canceled and um, I just didn't want to let, you know, the teams down. And um, she was like, you know, next time just think like um, when something's coming up or someone asks you to do something, if you're not fired up, like you should be fired up. Like, yeah, this will, this will nurture my soul. Like I want to do this. This is exciting. Let's go. Um, rather than being like, Oh, you know what? I really want to, but I feel like I have to, as soon as you say you don't want to, that's when you should just be like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I would love to help, but I, you know, I have other things I have to do. I need to sleep. I need to take care of myself. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I think it's just that that gut feeling and knowing like if your initial reaction is like, "Ah, I have to think about it or "Mm, I don't really want to, but um, I think that's a good sign that, you know, it's not something that your heart's set on. And I think saying no would actually be better for you in the long run. So let's swing back now to fad diets um, because clearly one pops up every year, you know, and we're in a very big um, key keto phase right now, you know, paleo yeah. was a few years before that, still living strong. Um, but there is always going to be like you were talking about earlier, there's the low fat, there's the high fat, there's the, you know, the, the, um, you know, uh, trying to eat lots of um, meat, there's trying to eat no carbs. I mean, it's just one thing after another. And everyone who comes out with this and calls themselves the expert, then you have a lot of people who jump on board and it end all be all. And you know, mm-hmm. it, it's really hard, I think, for people who especially are struggling with weight, that they look at this as like the, the lifesaver, you know, that everyone's talking about that yeah. like keto is going to change my life or a low-fat diet is going to change my life. I'm going to finally be able to get my weight under control. And they do it, and then a lot of times people feel like they don't feel well, like you said, or it doesn't mm-hmm. work for them, but they keep on, they're told to stick with it. So can you talk a little bit about fat diets and yeah. what they do where they don't work? So there are two things that kind of are coming up for me when I when I talk to clients about fad diets in general and just think about them. Um, it kind of breeds a ground for a sense of inadequacy. Um, if you're not mm-hmm. able to follow the rules 100% all of the time, it makes you feel like you failed. And I know that's what I felt when I tried. I think I was vegan for like three days in college, which, I mean, for me going <laughs> from like, you know, working out, in the gym and having our run tests and having practice every day, like that was just not working for me. (laughs) And I remember being like, why can't I do this? Everyone else is doing it. You know, why am I still hungry? Why do I not feel like fueled? And, um, you know, I felt like a failure and I felt like if I couldn't follow the don't eat after 8 PM rule or don't have dessert, you know, I was, I, there was something wrong with me. Like, why are these people doing it? But I can't. Um, and then also with fad diets. So, going on moving on from that um, I've realized in through my training we're all about bio individuality so what works for one person's body is not going to work for another so depending Mm -hmm. on your body type and what kind of foods you can process um, kind of gives a a way for people to figure out what works for them so some people will go on keto and it works for them that's awesome (laughs) that's great Mm -hmm. that you found that but others you know especially if you don't have a gallbladder if you can't digest your fats properly, you actually end up gaining more weight. Um, And then, you know, diets, there's actually research behind, you know, people going on diets that is just not sustainable. And it actually sets you up for further either weight gain, um, you know, mental health issues, um, and they just don't work. So um, what what I try and do with clients, and I, you know, because I've had experience with 
disordered eating, but I also know that some people need to be on therapeutic diets if they have tons of stuff going on with their digestion, blood sugar regulation, you know, food allergies. There's this fine line that I have to cross where I don't want to get someone started down a disordered path, but it's something that for right now their body needs, you know, needs to be in a healing state and we need to take out some foods and maybe make some substitutes. Um, so I'm all about finding the foods that kind of work for your body. And especially if you have to make some substitutes, you know, finding things that maybe can almost compare to your favorite foods and um, just going from there. But yeah, I, I think the diet culture is super strong still um, in this society. And, you know, I hear it every day from people at the gym, the girls that I coach, you know, young girls, <laughs> they're making comments. Um, even some of my clients, you know, their, their whole thing is, you know, I want to lose this weight. How can I lose this weight? And I'm like, okay, let's, let's focus on getting your body back into balance first and getting all the systems working well. Um, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> it's not a guarantee, yeah. but um, yeah. So I think it's, it's definitely think, the weight loss thing is still huge on people's minds. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that the one thing is that's so attractive to people about the, the newest diet. Um, is the fact that it is a very regulated program that they could subscribe yeah. to. It's kind of like, you know, some of the, even the, some of the programs where you can buy the certain foods, you know, that you eat all the time. Um, and it helps mm-hmm. people, like, they feel like it's very clear-cut, you know, it is very regimented, and if they have someone who can tell them what to do and what to eat and when to eat, they can try to follow that, even if it doesn't feel natural. And that goes back to, you know, our biggest concerns as a society is that we really are so used to going into a doctor for an acute issue, you know, and the doctor telling us basically take this medicine and it will make you feel better. And we want someone to tell us what to do to feel better, someone to tell us what to do to be less depressed, more energy, more Mm -hmm. sleep, more sex drive, lose the weight, as opposed to diving in and doing our research and, you know, really becoming aware of the body and what's happening. And it really takes effort and work and it is trial and error because exactly what you're and talking about, not everything. <laughs> time, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you find, do you find that to be like the biggest um, the obstacle that people have to overcome? It's that, you know, we get, you can get into talking about habits now. It's the habit of rush, 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 as opposed to taking time to evaluate, to try things out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, slowing down is definitely a huge part of what I do with clients when we try to figure out, um, you know, what's going to work for them in terms of stress relief. Because if you're constantly going and going and going, your cortisol is going to be through the roof. Your blood sugar is going to be dysregulated. And then, you know, other systems will take the hit. Um, so especially when we eat our meals, we need to be slowing down, um, taking time, you know, even if it's like 10 minutes out of your crazy day to just sit and breathe um, and bring yourself back down so you're not in that fight or flight mode all day while you're at work or in traffic. Um, slowing down is huge. And I think people don't realize as well, you know, how many years has it been going that you've been feeling bad or that your body has been out of balance? You know, some clients have come to me it's been about 10 or 15 years since they felt well. So I'm saying, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to take a day (laughs) for you to get back on track and, and feel better. You know, it's going to take time to heal your body and, and listen to it and get these habits. You know, it takes 21 days to make a habit. Um, So if we think about how many new habits somebody has to make when they go from a sedentary lifestyle, eating at their desk all day long, not getting up and doing exercise, you know, there's so many habits that you have to add in, but you don't want to overwhelm the client. So um, it takes time. (laughs) And, you know, I think people are always, again, you know, we go to the doctor, we want that quick fix. And um, it's just retraining the mind to know that, okay, it's not going to be a quick fix. And this is a life going to be healthy for, you know, a couple months. Like you should turn this into a lifestyle and make it sustainable. Um, And I think that's where diets fail is it's not a lifetime or a lifelong thing and it's not sustainable. That's so true. And I think that a lot of times too, when people go into um, different diets, um, there is, and I say this from personal experience, there's a lack of education and knowledge. And, um, and then if you don't do your own research, a lot of times you are um, not providing yourself with the nourishment that you need. Um, I, I became a vegetarian. I was 16 
And for about the first 10 years, I probably was like a, a carboholic, you know. Um, yeah. my, um, I didn't grow up in a household where there's lots of fruits and vegetables and nothing was really cooked well, so I actually thought that that was pretty gross. <laughs> fruits and vegetables were pretty gross, right? Apples okay, <laughs> bananas okay, potatoes are okay, yeah. that's about it, you know, potatoes starch. So um, it was, I just was eating constantly like pizza and carbs and baked potatoes and um, and it was really interesting because I was, I became a mother very young and I just remember like just going, oh my gosh, this is what real broccoli tastes like, you know, and just being in awe. But then <laughs> as soon as I made the leap to organic um, vegetables and um, I could taste this huge difference and I really started appreciating that and be yeah. having to cook more for a toddler, then I started really experimenting with food and um, and I would do for myself what I did for my daughter at the time, which was, I think Cookie Monster said, you have to try this like seven times before you like it, you know, yeah. seven times, whatever it was, you know, <laughs> you have to try it over and over again in different ways. And, um, you know, and I look back at that time going, I started off being a vegetarian in the most unhealthy possible way. I somehow managed to survive it all. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I was certainly not healthy because I was chronically ill. You know, um, I just never really felt good. And I attributed a lot of that to just, you know, basically just being very busy all the time. Uh, but I realized it mm-hmm. was that I just was not providing my body with the fuel that it needed. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, preparation of food is huge for clients, especially clients who haven't tried many new vegetables and they're making that transition. You know, there's a stigma that health food is bland and boring and just salads all of the time. Um, yeah. But, you know, using spices and different cooking oils um, and preparation techniques are really helpful to get people to understand, like, you can eat broccoli, but it's going to taste real good if you put some garlic and you know, other stuff on it, <laughs> salt and pepper. Um, don't be afraid of, you know, real high quality salt. <laughs> um, so, and I think that is, again, you know, low fat, low salt, all of that, that kind of turned people off from, you know, tasting real food and understanding that healthful food can be delicious. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I, you know, it's, uh, um, it just, it's unbelievable to me, the different spices that you can create, you know, and you can, no matter what yeah. you're trying to choose, if you're really into, like, Italian food, well, that's really easy. That's using olive oil, right, which is such a healthy oil to use. And sea salt mm-hmm. and, like, you talk to garlic and onions, <clears throat> a simple way to just flavor things. Or you can head over to, like, you know, northwestern Africa and be inspired by, like, Moroccan spices. Or you can, you know, go to Asia and just use a lot more, like, you know, hot spicy foods. And it's, you can, there's yeah. such amazing ways to prepare food. And I think what it is is, it's learning how to play with your food. You know, we tell kids, don't play with your food, mm-hmm. you know, but for adults, I always yeah. play with your food, you know. Yeah, try, play try with it. You. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's almost fun, too, because then the whole family can, you know, get in on the fun and try new things, and it becomes kind of a family thing, um, making meals together and memories. And, you know, I always try and get clients to, if there's something to them that, feels like they have to do it or uh, I have to do this. I have to meal prep. I have to make new decisions. I always try to get them to flip it as like, I, I, I maybe have to do this, but I also get to do this. I'm blessed to do this. You know, I am blessed Mm -hmm. to be able to create new meals with my family and get on a better track where I feel better and I have more energy and um, you know, even for some people, it's like, I have people who come to me that are like, I don't know how many, years I have left and that's like a little scary to me but at the same time I'm like okay like you've made the decision like this is for you to be with your family and be with your loved ones and and take care of yourself um so just flipping that mindset of something that is had to be done and you know something you get to something you have the ability to do because not everyone can go and see a nutritionist or go to a doctor um, or go and see, you know, someone to figure out their spirituality and don't have the means to do that. Um, so I just think it's also just being grateful for having the opportunity to be able to make some changes um, and think about it in that sense. That's so wonderful because that applies to everything in life is that no matter what's happening, if we look at it with a positive attitude and gratitude, that it can just yeah. shift so much in our world. So what other, like, basic um, things can people do, small things they can implement in their world to, you know, move towards a, quote, unquote, healthy lifestyle? Yeah. Um, So I 
say to take it a day at a time, um, maybe, you know, set out a week and really write down um, what it is this week that you would like to add in or accomplish. So if it's someone coming from, you know, the typical standard American diet, not much exercise, you know, maybe it's baby steps. So let's add in a glass of water first thing in the morning to get you hydrated, get your cells hydrated, get you going. Um, and let's start with that. Some, pe- some people I have to just start with one thing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, you know, drinking more water is definitely huge. Um, I think people would feel so much better. And we kind of talked about this um, before the call. Um, but just adding in a little things here and there. Um, So for other people who are already kind of on this healthy lifestyle journey, just finding new ways to maybe work on their breath work or work on their stress relief, try new activities, um, trying new foods, um, you know, traveling to a new place. You know, sometimes we think of health as, you know, food and sleep and stress and that's it. Um, But, you know, it's also about growing and becoming a better person and seeing new things and and meeting new people and having a sense of like, I've seen things I've, you know, I've gone to different places. I've met different people who are awesome. I've tried new foods um, and really expanding, you know, what it is that we think of health and thinking of it in more than just like your body. (laughs) I love that. I was watching a video on Facebook recently. I wish I could remember his name. He's like this former monk turned like Facebook, like lifestyle guru and he has this yeah. video that was talking about traveling and how people who travel are more creative and people who travel are um, also much more happy and they have so much more gratitude for their world. And, you yeah. know, I could personally attest to that. You, you know, you go somewhere if you can't even drink the water there. You come home, you could turn on the faucet and endless amounts of water and you can brush your teeth with your, your water there and you can just drink yeah. it the tap. and. Um, it's just there's so much gratitude that can happen from that and then also again like you're you're you know just allowing yourself to absorb what other cultures or communities are doing can really inspire you with your next project whether it's art or whether it's in your you know place of business trying to strategize a new way to communicate with people or to work with your staff yeah um, I think that's such an important thing that you just touched on because yeah it's just there's so many different avenues of healthy living and you're right. It's not just about the food we put in. It's, you know, in Ayurveda, they call it, you digest your thoughts as well, you know? Yeah. And yeah, you digest these opportunities and let them grow who you are. It's actually really interesting. I've been reading up a little bit. I don't know too much about it, but um, a couple of weeks ago, I was kind of reading some articles about um, people who have, you know, positive thoughts going through their head, it's your brain doesn't really see the difference between, you know, things that you're thinking through and envisioning and actual real life. Um, So Mm -hmm. people who are, you know, constantly thinking negatively and, you know, especially when you're, you know, I know for me when I was in my disordered eating, like it was always negative. It was always, you know, looking at my food as, you know, something that, you know, was scary and fearful of, And I think that really also, rather than even just not getting enough nutrients and the right nutrients, um, that was also hurting me mentally. Um, And so our thoughts are huge when it comes to health um, and setting, you know, a positive mindset and gratitude and being appreciative and those, your body reacts to those things. Just like, you know, digestion, um, if your body doesn't see the difference between different types of stressors, so whether it's you know, a lion's coming at you, your body's going to see that just the same as if you're sitting in traffic, you're pissed off that you're sitting in traffic, you're fuming, you're frustrated, you didn't have a good day at work, your body sees those as the same exact stressor. <laughs> it doesn't distinguish between. So those, um, those reactions in the body are going to be the same. It's going gonna, it's gonna to affect you the same way. So do you think that one easy way for people who are feeling a lot of stress in their world or you know, are aware that maybe they lean towards more negative thinking, um, that they can just take some time each day to find gratitude in something in their day um, and find something positive? How would you suggest someone kind of work that yeah. into their life? I would say get a journal. 
Um, this has been super helpful for me. It's a place where you can write anything you want and, you know, nobody's going to read it. No one can judge you. You can write the good and the bad that's going on. Um, and then either, you know, in the morning or at the end of the day or both, just write, you know, two to three things that you're grateful for each day. Um, and I kind of got off, you know, I haven't done this in a while, but I do have like a couple journals that are dedicated to different topics and, you know, points in my life where I had to write down like, positive things because otherwise I wouldn't have seen it or I wouldn't have known like Mm. consciously you know this is going well in my life right now like I forcefully had to be like what is actually going well write it down and I'm like okay you know what like you know it's not that bad um Mm -hmm. yeah a journal is huge um and then just being grateful I think even for you know little things in the day I've heard a lot about manifestation um I'm trying to research a little bit more and, and kind of get into that And I know so many people are like, you know, anytime you get a piece of, if it's a coin on the ground or you get a check um, from your job, as soon as you receive that, you have to thank the universe and thank, you know, be thankful for that money. And it kind of sets you up for, you know, hopefully attracting more of it. Um, And so, especially, you know, when new people come in your life, you know, tell them that you're grateful for them, send them a little text, write them a little email or send a letter, you know, snail mail, (laughs) um, And just finding that, you know, doing things for others and letting people know that you appreciate them and, um, you know, journaling, those are some some things that I think are really helpful for that. So now for food, um, you mentioned water earlier, adding in like maybe drinking more water during the day. Um, Mm -hmm. Any other food tips for people that are looking to kind of just do something? We'll get into the holidays now, especially going to holidays. Um, where people may yeah. not be able to all of a sudden do a huge conversion with changing their food diet, the small things that people mm-hmm. can do? So one thing that I always tell people is to balance your plate. And I know for me especially, like if I go into, say, Thanksgiving dinner, which obviously you're going to have multiple types of foods there, um, but, you know, sometimes if you go to um, some sort of party or some gathering and maybe it's just, you know, dessert and (laughs) um, a few pieces (laughs) of protein and stuff like that, if you can at least balance your plate there or before you leave, eat eat a meal that has protein, carbs, and fats in it. That way you get all the different macronutrients um, and your blood sugar will be regulated a little bit more than if you show up starving to this work party and all there are desserts and you eat them and you feel crappy about yourself. But it's not necessarily that it was the dessert. It was you just didn't set yourself up to have, you know, to make yourself feel okay. So I, I'm, I'm a huge person and I love dessert. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. I always, okay, how can I make this balanced so I can have my dessert but also, you know, have energy and feel well? So even just if you are at those work parties or those events where they have food, um, making sure you kind of balance your plate first and then add on the fun foods. Um, so then, you know, you feel better and you still get to enjoy both. So you're saying balance protein, carbs, and fat. Yeah. And then, yep. So carbs Talk are, a little bit. So yeah, think of carbs. Like, what you know it's carbs oh, sorry. For. No, I was going to say, go ahead and yeah, you can identify all three of those categories for people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so carbs, just think of those as like the kindling that gets a fire going. They're quick burning, um, and so that's like a quick source of fuel. Um, protein is a little bit more than that. It takes a little bit longer to break those down. Um, and then fat, think of fat as the big logs you put on a fire. Um, it takes a long time for those logs to burn. And so when you add all three of those together, um, the fat will, and the protein will slow down the absorption of the carbohydrates. So you have a steady stream of energy when you're digesting your food, rather than if you just eat a super carb heavy meal, you're going to digest that super quickly and you kind of will crash in terms of energy. Um, So even just having, you know, think of your plate in maybe thirds or something like that, where it's just balanced. um, So you have all those macronutrients and that will kind of help slow the absorption because that's what makes you feel better is that your blood sugar is regulated when you eat all three together. This is great. So then even like these are such simple tips that we can take into the holidays, right? Because we talk about anyway during the holidays yeah. to have gratitude. We sit down Thanksgiving, we say what we are grateful for. And so we can start that like now today and every day have that yeah. gratitude um, through the end of the year. And that can, and then changing by having that gratitude, I think that really does help to change our mindset to be more positive positive. Um, 
And then, mm-hmm. of course, you just address, like, when we're going into the holidays and there's all these amazing treats everywhere. You know, there's, there's the grandma's, like, apple pie, and someone made a Swiss roll. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then there's the turkey on the table. It's learning how to just kind of, like, you know, try to balance your plate, and then you can, ha- you know, treat yourself a little bit. Um, what else can we do to yeah. help with, like, stressors? Because especially as soon as Thanksgiving's done, everybody is into the crazy mindset of Christmas. It's shopping. It's um, yeah. you know, going to parties. It's, you know, the kids get off of school early, and, you know, parents feel like they're overwhelmed trying to find sitters and entertain them. Mm-hmm. So what, what are ways that people can nurture themselves and balance the stress of the holidays? Yeah, so a couple things. The first one, so when we're at these events and we are with people who may not be, um, you know, conscious of, you know, something that you're trying to do in terms of your health or you get those people who make comments about your plate, um, really just ignoring those people and, again, listening to your body and what you need. Sometimes you go to those events and you don't want to eat all the desserts, but everyone has a full plate of them. And they look at you like, why don't you have your plate of desserts? And um, just having that ability to say, like, no, I don't want to. Like, I'm good with one. You don't have to judge my plate. <laughs> um, so that can be a huge stressor, especially when you're around family at, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And um, I know for me, you know, people would make comments or, you know, I would just try and eat in a way that I felt good. And sometimes they'll make comments about it and it was stressful. And I was like, well, crap, maybe I should eat this, you know, extra thing that I didn't really want to. Um, So in that stress sense, I think just, again, listening to your body and doing what you need to do to make yourself feel your best. Um, And then in terms of, you know, having a crazy schedule, um, if if there's not an opportunity to say no to something that you really don't want to go to, um, I know there's probably a few of those, especially around the holidays, but if there's even just a couple where you're like, I really don't feel like going to this or, you know, dragging the whole family to an event that, you know, wasn't really even on your to-do list anyways, it was more of just, you know, something that was on the calendar, like, don't go to it. Um, if you don't feel like you're up to it and you have to, you know, get a sitter or find something um, to get everybody there and it's just more stressful than you think if you'd have fun there, then it's probably not worth it. Um, and then just self-care. I, I love teaching clients about this because um, there is definitely a stigma, especially I find with women, that, you know, it's, we feel guilty if we take care of ourselves. We feel guilty if we want that glass of wine in our bathtub, you know, I mean, I don't experience this, but I know clients have said um, if their kid is, you know, they put them to bed an hour earlier because they just needed that time. Um, and you feel bad for paying for yourself to go get a massage or go get your nails done or even just treating yourself to, you know, something that you've been saving up for, you feel bad about it. And I think self-care, it's such a trendy word right now, <laughs> um, but it's, it's all coming back to adding value to yourself and what's going to make you become the best friend, um, daughter, son, wife, husband, cousin, sister, brother, what's going to be the, what's going to make you the best person for your family. Um, so whether it is going to the spa for a day or going and, you know, hanging out with a friend that you haven't seen in a while, um, just taking care of yourself. So my top ones for that, I love dry brushing. <laughs> it's um, mm. for people who don't know what it is. It's you basically are just, you know, um, using some sort of like a dry brush. You literally just dry and you just brush your skin and it gets your lymph flowing and it feels really nice. Um, and you know, that's really helpful for, you know, calming down, um, essential oils are huge for people, especially when you can't sleep and you're stressed and you have so much going on, um, having those going at night or even just having a little bit of like a whiff of them when things get stressful, um, drinking lots of water again, (laughs) always coming back to that. Um, yeah. I think that's the one (laughs) <laughs> no, I think that's perfect because you're talking uh, and you're and you're saying how like self care is so trendy. But what it boils down to is, really, at the end of the day, in our culture, it is uh, we have to use keywords like self care because we're, as you said before, we're always so busy, and we don't have yeah. simplicity in our lives anymore. That's gone. No, that's why most people, if they go on vacation, they're trying to you know, a lot. Even you know they're going on vacation here, they're trying to spend in a lot of stuff. They go on vacation somewhere else. This you know, outside the country, there's a lot of simplicity that they build into, like, a vacation. Um, or people have, yeah. you know, just go to the beach just to, like, sit there and relax. We have added in so much um, stuff 
you know, stuff into our lives. We filled our calendars to the max. We have, um, you know, basically buying everything we possibly and everybody in our helpful things that they need. And so we're stressed about money because the money's buying things and we're stressed about the time because everyone in our family is overstuffing their schedule and our lives are not simple. If we were spending the yeah. time connecting with our food and our family and cooking together and not going out to all these things all the time, there's, you know, that's when I think that there is more of an ease in our life. But that word self-care is so important. Mm-hmm. Like even if you are un, if you feel like you're in a place in your life where you are not able to create simplicity, the first step, like you said, is scheduling self-care time. And yeah, going into and even scheduling for, days yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, I have to right? do that, or else I will work every single day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I literally write in my calendar in a big red pen, day off. <laughs> <laughs> and even for me, it's so hard to stick to that. Like I've written days off and then I end up answering some client emails or, you know, I'm still like doing a little bit of work, even though I'm justifying, oh, it's not really work, but it is. <laughs> and then I like, I'm realizing, you know, hey, I got to listen to myself. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. I hope everyone who's listening right now, pick like a day on your calendar over the next month and write in day off. Yes. And no matter what comes up that day. Unless it's an utter emergency, you listen to Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I even no. did it this morning. I Today is like, I mean, the podcast is something fun, so I see that as like part of my day off. But, you know, this is my first day off in like a couple of weeks, and I, I looked at my email this morning, and I was about to answer. I was like, nope, I'm exiting out of this tab. I will talk to them tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not going to be the end of the world. They'll hear from me in the morning. <laughs> exactly. That's, I think that's so yeah. great that you're doing that. It's a reminder to yourself that, you know, you don't have to always be on call all the time. Yeah, especially so, as a small business owner, it's, you know, my my personal phone is pretty much my, you know, my connection to my business. So um, I find it's very easy for me to be checking up on things and not, you know, consciously just thinking, like, stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if there's any of you out there who have, like, that same experience, too, just go do what Taylor just did again, right, on your calendar, a day <laughs> off. <laughs> day off. So now it's red like, pen. A red pen. Must have that day off. Or a pink um, pen. So I we, have it in fuchsia. <laughs> I do. I have a pink pen, too. They're fun. Um, so <laughs> we have just a few minutes left, and I wanted to just selfishly, if anyone else is listening out there and you're a foodie, um, you know, I love food, but this is where also simplicity, you know, in, in changing your diet is um, adding in or trying like a new food. So I have to know what is yeah. your like number one go-to favorite like food, fruit, vegetable, carb, what have you. Ooh, I'm, I'm such a dipper. <laughs> I have to dip my food in everything. So like sweet potatoes and hummus are like my my thing. <laughs> I love sweet, sweet potatoes, potatoes and, and I love hummus. Yeah. Nice. So do you make sweet potato, like, do you make a dip out of that or do you make it mashed? No, I usually just roast sweet potato um, in, like, salt, pepper, a little bit of cinnamon if I want something, like, a little sweeter. <laughs> um, mm. And then when I'm, like, eating that, I'll usually just, like, dip it in the hummus. Um, sometimes I'll just eat it by itself. In college, I was huge into baked sweet potatoes and almond butter like I thought that was the best combination oh. ever and I would just have it in my bowl and my my roommates would be like what are you doing are you just eating a sweet potato I'm like yeah it's my snack it's got <laughs> almond butter on it. it's great you should try it <laughs> oh my gosh that's fantastic I love that so if you guys are out there and you're yeah. in um definitely try yeah hummus is so great it's oh, so easy I love um, it <laughs> so um for me I'm like I, there was a recipe someone recently um, had, and I was just going, it was such an easy, 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 like, version of, like, an oatmeal that I cannot wait to try. Yeah. And I'm actually trying to pull it up now, and I'm not having success. But anyway. Is it um, overnight oats? It, it is. It's, good. it's like she was using teff and oats and a couple of other Ooh. healthy grains. Yeah, and then she was using, like, yeah. I think coconut milk um, and then just some, like, nice warm spices. I love being Ooh, able to different, yeah, different times of the year, you can change out your spices. So now, like, you're talking about cinnamon this time of year, which is fantastic, and nutmeg and clove, um, you know, yeah. savory, thyme, rosemary, 
um, the summertime really focusing on basil and lemon balm and, you know, adding French sorrel to your lettuce, um, to your salad mm-hmm. um, or cooking with it. It's just uh, there's so many different times of year to just play with food. So, yeah, that yeah. would be, like, my one go-to is, like, her fun, like, super green um, breakfast oh, as a tryout. Oh, my gosh. And one of my favorite things yeah. that my husband made last year he discovered in Minnesota was Minnesota wild rice porridge. So for any of you out there from Minnesota, Ooh. oh, my gosh, you guys are so lucky. It's great. They <laughs> uh, go, they harvest these grains, um, I think it's August, around August every year, and yeah. they're wild rice. And, um, and so, yeah, it's a porridge made out of that. And it's just, I can't remember all the spices Ooh. now. If anyone's interested, just um, go ahead and Facebook message me or email me through my website and I'll send it to you. It was, it's so good. And it's just, it's amazing. And it's like so nourishing and high nutrients. Um, and so it's that like, sounds amazing. These, yeah. And like you're talking about food prepping, everyone's, you know, there's so many people who have Instapots now too. And you throw this stuff in an Instapot oh, and it keeps you ready, right? So badly. <laughs> <laughs> That's like on my Christmas wish list. But um, you can throw it in an Instapot and it's done in like 10 or 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. Uh, I personally love taking the time to cook things on the stove, but I know some people the Instapot is like the saving grace and it's such it's an easy, a easy way. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for entertaining me with the food question. I appreciate that. Um, for anyone yeah. out there who's interested in learning more about Taylor, you can visit her website, aeronutritionaltherapy.com. Um, that is also on the link below. She has a great website where she has blogs. Her blogs are not only educational terms of like health and wellness. She also puts a lot of recipes on there. And she has a resource section too. Um, whether you're in the Pennsylvania area or not, she actually gives you some information about where to shop, um, you know, about Yeah, where to look up their local people. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank and I'm you. working and on my blog too. pack, too. <laughs> I, it's been a busy couple, month and a half, so there haven't been any po- posts recently, but I have some ideas in the works that I just have to sit down and type, but there'll be more. <laughs> and, and you do have, and she does have one about hydration on there. I think it was a, a two-part also. I do. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. And well, Taylor, thank you so much. <laughs> and salt. Okay, good. <laughs> so I hope you join us again in the future. Uh, hopefully, Taylor, you can join us again maybe in January where everyone's out of the holidays and really dives yeah, more into awesome. you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Th- <laughs> it was so much fun. And thank you, everyone out there, for listening and joining us today on Zen Up. Have a beautiful day. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.